Welcome back, everybody. It is part two of a podcast titled What You've Been Looking For um, is actually just the podcast title of the day, uh, as we still haven't quite figured out if this has a name, if it needs a name. Uh, but we are here for part two of High School Musical 1. Very excited to get into it as we left off on a bit of a cliffhanger in the middle of a song last time. Uh, of course, I am Matt alongside Matt. Love that kind of intro. Oh, yes. I, I am... Uh... <laughs> I'm very excited that we've already switched the title. I can't wait to see what you're going to be saying by the time we get to the third movie. Well, you said that you spent, you know, overnight thinking about it. So I'm hoping that uh, you'll come in hot with uh, something good tomorrow with a better night's sleep. I hope so. Yeah, I I was up to the wee hours of the morning last night racking my brain for a a good title. And I truly could not come up with anything. I'm, I'm just not I'm not creative enough for this. Yeah, I mean, again, we're we're like you know still like on uh, the choir room feed, so again, it's not like we need a podcast like feed title or anything like that to to keep us grounded. But I guess just a name makes you feel better that you know here's the project, but whatever, it's fine. Um, I feel like I had I had something at some point last night, uh, like at three in the morning or so. I I got I got something, and then I was like, ah, no, that's that's stupid. Never mind. But now I can't even remember what that thing was, which is probably a good sign if it was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like what you've been looking for as like a very simple, like it was because I was, uh, well, we have two different versions of it here in uh, the part that we're about to talk about today. Um, but it's probably something that I, I think looks better written out than saying it out loud. So <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, listen, we like you said, we don't we don't need to reinvent the wheel here. We don't need to come up with the best name of all time. I, uh, you know, what what we just said today will pr- probably probably do just fine. Yeah. Um, You know, at the end of the day, this podcast is what people have been looking for. So uh, I have to think that it tracks well, you know, a high school musical podcast and uh, a Matt and Matt podcast. So, you know, absolutely. I think this works, Um, but we'll see. Uh, We'll change it up a couple more times. So we're in here for the second part of uh, this, you know, uh, broken down, I guess you could say arbitrarily, but also like it's in third. So it's not eh, it's arbitrary. Um, So we uh, you want to recap kind of real quick about what we uh, are, where, where we are at in the story after the first 32 minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, Yes. I mean, Hopefully um, the people have just listened to part one and then just gone straight into part two. So they don't need too big of a refresher. But, you know, in in the first part, we, we get the we get the introduction of our of our main characters, Troy and Gabriella. They are they meet each other on vacation, get, you know, separated after that. They think they're only going to meet one night. Then surprise, surprise, Gabriella is going to be in Troy's school. They they reconnect with each other. They, they realize that uh, each of them would probably be happier if they started doing the the winter musicale with the other person but they're both kind of too scared to to start uh to audition because mm. you know miss darbus is scary and also ryan and sharpay the, the stars of the drama club they're also scary so they don't really want to but but eventually they're gonna sneak off from their respective friend groups they're gonna find their way to the auditions they're gonna see a lot of uh bad funny uh wacky auditions and then um they are going to be seated down in the auditorium watching Ryan and Sharpay do their arrangement of what I've been looking for. And and that's when that's when we cut off last time in the middle of the song. I know. I mean, I can't believe you missed the most important part of that recap. I was uh, I'm, I'm appalled that you just finished it without where's Troy and Chad. <laughs> yeah, probably should have mentioned the, the best quote of the movie, but that, that's <laughs> on me. 
what are those two doing in a tree? Um, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that's a good catch-up. Uh, I think I, I had one thought last night that I was like, oh, I can't believe I forgot to mention this, so here it is. Um, I just really enjoy Miss Darbus collecting everybody's cell phones in a paint bucket. Um, yes. That's... You have to put them in, a, in an actual bucket. Yes. Uh, literally, you know, the amount of paint that the drama club goes through, obviously, she has like a million empty paint buckets lying around. So you clean one out, you make it the phone bucket. Yeah, I hope there's not any like residual paint in there. That could mess up a phone, probably. That could mess up a phone. Do you ever have yours taken in school? Um, God, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had it personally taken. Um, I, they, there's been uh, classrooms where they kind of like have like this this big thing with like a bunch of pouches that we were all supposed to put our phones in so they wouldn't like distract us during class. But <laughs> you know, a lot of people would just say, "Oh, I left my phone in the locker," not pay attention <laughs> to that. In my Spanish class, though, I remember. Uh, my teacher, you know, he he loved me. He he was one of my favorite teachers. But he had a thing if where if he if he caught you uh, with your phone out, you'd get a minus minus one point on uh on like your your overall like participation grade. Mm-hmm. So you know, unfortunately, I was getting minus ones all over the place. Oh, no. I tried to convince him that it it wasn't actually a phone that I was using. You know, I was it, it was a calculator. I was checking my blood sugar, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but he never uh he always never bought he, it. He always saw through my lies. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I've t- told the story on the choir room before, um, but just real quick, I, I did have one of the worst days of my life when my phone was taken from me for the entire day. I was walking Gosh, through the hallway, tough. yeah, coming out of health class and ran into the dean that was probably the strictest dean of, of all. Um, and I didn't have any relationship with this guy, but his wife was one of my math teachers at one point. So I, you know, thought I was in good with the family, I guess, but I guess not quite because uh, it was like it was it was terrifying, like out of a movie, out of a TV show. Uh, I was like walking in the hall, looking down my phone and as i like walk like look up as i like you know there's a person in front of me and he's like standing right there like with his hand out like asking for the phone and like what do i do i think i I think i tried to dodge him and like walk around pretending like i you know could just get away with that as if as if um but no he was very much ready to take my phone into his hands and then you know me go the rest of the day without my phone until my dad had to come pick it up Later, oh, God, in the day. like they couldn't even release it back to me. They, 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 that's so bad. You weren't even in a like a classroom disrupting class. You were just in the hallway. I was in the hallway. Yeah, that's uh, so, that's twelfth grade, senior that year. Is, that is terrible. Yeah, I was miserable the rest of the day. Nobody could talk to me because I was just like in the the worst mood ever. It was ridiculous. And now, I mean, it, like look around schools today. There's no chance that 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 kind of stuff happens. Like maybe if somebody's like on the phone, like <laughs> like uh, you know, actively. Uh, I'm sure they have like stricter rules now because kids are literally on their phones like 24 seven, like more than even we were. It just gets worse as time goes on. Um, but I can't imagine that they're taking phones in the same way that I just was in the hall. Whatever. Okay. I'm obviously not over it. <laughs> yeah. If someone is like FaceTiming during an exam, then maybe they'll get their phone taken away. But if you just tried to take someone's phone away, I feel like the, the entire class might just like revolt. Yeah, I wish, but I did not have that kind of support. Um, and I was in the hallway fending for myself against big, scary Mr. Gamelch. So Ugh. I mean, even that last name, like <laughs> Gamelch. Yeah, that's a, that, that strikes fear in me right now. Yeah. Um, okay, let's uh, get started here with what we uh, left off with, with what I've been looking for. Uh, Ryan and Sharpay are up on the stage giving a performance that uh, Miss Darbus was like, oh, let's make sure that we show the kids what an audition is supposed to be like because everybody else sucks here. Um, so when they do finally finish the song in the uh, latter half uh, or the I was going to say like after the cutoff that we had set for ourselves. Um, it's obviously a outstanding performance and everybody claps for them. 
yeah, the, these two are obviously practicing this like nonstop at home that, to get this exactly perfect. There, there's one hiccup when like Ryan bumps into Sharpay a little towards the end, but otherwise it's pretty perfect, especially compared to everything that came before them. I, uh, you know, like 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 we said in the last part, I love this song so much, very fun. And um, yeah, you mentioned they all clap. Uh, Kel- Kelsey doesn't clap at first. Sharpay kind of glares at Kelsey until she starts <laughs> clapping. I- I'm surprised they didn't get like a huge standing ovation here because they they really killed it. Yeah, I mean, when you look around the room, it's all these people that are just less talented than than them. So it's like maybe in like real like as we all get older and we can just you know appreciate people's talent uh, for what it is. You know, I feel like if this happened today, maybe we would all give a standing ovation. But like back then when it's all like, you know, caddy in high school and all this stuff, like if somebody's that much better than you, it's like probably a little hard to be like, oh, that was amazing. Like, great job because I want the part. Oh yeah, they they just got a lot of them just got their hearts ripped out by Darvis. Exactly. They're probably they're probably like rolling their eyes at getting getting shown up right now. I I understand. Right, and then there's a little bit of infighting on stage as uh, you know Ryan did the jazz squares and um, Sharpay's <laughs> like, why the fuck would you do that? It's um, a crowd favorite. Everybody it's a loves crowd a good favorite. Jazz square. Is that true? It, Does everyone love a jazz square? Um, I like Ryan Evans doing them. So yeah, yeah that's fine. So you know, overall. We'll say yes. Um, so Miss Darvis is going to ask uh, a yell around to pretty much an empty auditorium aside from Troy and Gabriella hiding. Again, they immediately got up after the performance to make sure that they were not uh, able to be spotted, uh, asking if anybody else is auditioning. Last call, last, you know, anybody else, anybody else. Um, and while nobody's answering, we do get a scene of Kelsey and Sharpay and Ryan together, which, uh, you know, is really going to kind of introduce us to who Kelsey is involved, uh, how she's involved here. Um, and, you know, just a little more insight into Sharpay and Ryan's time in this world. Yeah, Sharp, Sharpay yells at, kind of yells at Kelsey a little here, and unlike Gabriella, Kelsey does get uh, very flustered here. We're, we're going to see she, it, it ends up flustering her so much that she's going to fall in a little bit, but yeah. uh, in, in this kind of argument, or whatever you want to call it, uh, Sharpay mentions that he, she's been in 17 school productions, mm-hmm. and I, I flagged up last time how many uh, musicals are is this are, are, is this drama club putting on? Like, even if we assume, I, I think I believe Sharpay is like a junior here. So e- even if the school did four per year, like one for every season, they did a, a fall, uh, spring, winter, and even fit in a summer musicale somehow. And, and then they've already done two this year. That that would still only be ten. Where on earth are they finding the time and the budget and everything to do seventeen school productions? Well, this this so what, I I, th- I might have missed what you just said. You added up, but did you go back all the way to like elementary school and? I mean, I didn't. I was just counting the okay, high school. Okay, because we, we I, can go back to elementary school. You know she was in every single thing. Fine. I, I thought through. when she said she's been in 17 school productions, she was talking about the high school, the East High. But all right, fine. I guess if she's going back to elementary school and that's when she started her theater career, I can believe this more. 17, still a pretty big number, I got to say. Absolutely. I mean, that's, uh, that's you know, if she's, she's a, well, this isn't her senior year. This is junior year. Yes. Um, so, you know, if we're looking at a high school junior, usually they've done three by now. Uh, this is their third <laughs> and uh, Sharpay's on 17. Uh, so, you know, this is how, uh, she, this is her stage. This is her world. Uh, this is Kelsey's first time that her, uh, you know, her work has been used in a show. So Kelsey is very intimidated here, um, but that's okay. Uh, Sharpay and Ryan are going to head out, head out. Uh, Miss Darbus, you know, gives one final call. Anybody last minute signups and uh, we see that Gabriella really wants to run out there and go but she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't oh there she goes uh, she comes running out saying that she would like to audition uh, Troy is like fuming because why would you do this now I have to go sing with you Ugh. yes some great face acting by Zach Efron here 
Yeah, uh, he's so upset until, uh, you know, at a, certain, at a certain point, like, what are you going to do? So Darbus is going to be like, no, sorry, uh, I called last call like 400 times and auditions are long, long over. They've been over for the longest <laughs> time now. Uh, there's simply nobody else to sing with you. There's no other pairs. Troy comes out to save the day. Um, I'll sing with her. I'll sing with her. Uh, Darbus, where is your sports posse? Uh, okay. Um, but again, there's no no time for any audition here. We called. You didn't answer. Maybe the next musicale. Yeah, if only uh, Gabriella just kind of did this like two seconds earlier. She really waited until Darvis completely closed it off. And then at that moment is when she realized, ah, man, I actually do want to do this. So at least at this moment, it seems like they're not going to get their chance, uh, even though even though Troy, you know, has his big moment and says, I'll sing with her. But because Darvis, I, I guess, kind of understandably is is very suspicious right off the bat when she asks where his course, yeah. sports posse is. You know, it's it's a little harsh to not give them a chance at all. But the, I mean, obviously, she does say perhaps the next musicale, which is probably get, taking place in like t- two weeks or so. Yeah, it's considering how many, how many exactly. they do. So maybe they actually should have waited for the next one and, and it wouldn't have been this huge problem. Wouldn't exactly. Like it would have been with, so much better timing for them. Wouldn't have conflicted with the championship and the decathlon. Like if they would have just waited for the next one, I guess it's a much more boring movie, but probably would have worked out better. No, they needed to be in, what is it? It's Twinkletown, it's right? Twinkletown. Yeah, we Twinkletown. And I got to say, as a lifelong high school musical fan, <laughs> this rewatch, and I'm glad this, this is you know why we're diving deep into this, is the first time that I ever realized they were doing a show called Twinkletown. Yeah, if you would have asked me, if I went to high school musical bar trivia, which should mm-hmm. exist somewhere, and, and they asked me, which it seems like would be a simple question, what is the name of the production they put on? I would have never guessed Twinkletown, no. and much like you, I'm, I'm glad I now know that. So we know that the name of the show is Twinkletown. We've heard, you know, we've probably heard a couple of songs that are in this production. I have no idea what what this show is about that Kelsey has composed. Yeah, not a clue. Um, and it's also like dawning on me, you know, with this focused in rewatch here that I don't think I ever realized that this movie takes place over the course of two weeks. Yeah. Like you most most like, you know, uh, things about high school, like whether it's a TV show or movie, you expect that it's going to take like an entire semester, an entire school year. This is two damn weeks. And, and then, you know, yeah. the next time that we see them again is going to be in the summertime. So uh, we really don't see anything from the end of uh, this two week time period until when uh, summer starts. So not that, you know, I guess nothing important happened then. They catch us up on anything we missed. But um, I just it's crazy how, how short of a time period it is. Yeah, be- because it's not like they don't take us from audition to when they put on the show, which is what you might expect it is just it is literally from the audition and just to the callbacks so just a very short two-week period and that's that's all we get to see from this entire school year and i feel like there's probably people who have not watched high school musical in a while that like would not remember that um it's only the callbacks at the end when you picture breaking free you're probably like picturing like that's the performance like no that's the callback like okay we'll we'll get to that part three yeah when you see (laughs) that big crowd at the end for for the call like this is probably the the best a callback has ever done they have a full auditorium and everything 100 percent. okay let's save the analysis on that uh for for part three but um yeah so as you mentioned kelsey is super flustered still uh she gets up from her chair at the piano and uh immediately trips over her own two feet stumbles papers go flying everywhere troy and gabriella see her you know her, her struggling run up to help her um and they you know kind of question her about the show and everything so um i mean do they go up there obviously they're going up to help her but like it's I, you kind of have to wonder like is there like a little bit of like buttering kelsey up because maybe kelsey can get us an audition here or is it just genuinely as gabriella says later like troy is just a great guy and really wants to know all about kelsey yes i i don't see that from from gabriella really but i feel like maybe with troy just 
You know, he he uh, a- as a playmaker, as he'll flag up and, and a captain of a sports team, you know, he's already always thinking of plays, always thinking of ways to get ahead. I think maybe in the back of the mind, he might be thinking that this is this is a way to get in. So I never really thought of it like that. I just figured they are demonstrating that that Troy is a nice guy and he's going to he's going to help Kelsey here. But it, it is definitely possible. And just by this is like one of the most hilarious pratfalls I've ever seen in a movie because she, oh, she like, yeah. tripped on the piano <laughs> chair and she just collapses forward and throws up every paper she has into the air. Yeah, it's like a dance performance, the way that she like lets it all go and like the arms go flying into the air that you can definitely, you know, you see me doing right now. Um, and she just, you know, everything goes all over the place. Um, but yeah, Troy and Gabrielle are, are there to save the day. And Troy's like being so nice to her asking like, so like, this is all like the whole show here. This is all you. Like, why would you let Ryan and Sharpay boss you around? Like, this is all you. You're the playmaker here. All of this happens because of you. And Kelsey is like so excited that like somebody is A, being nice to her and B, is like interested in because obviously this is her show, but it's going to end up being she already can see the writing on the walls the Sharpay and Ryan show for the 17th time uh, so the way that Troy and Gabrielle are coming up to her like interested in her and what she's bringing to the show so she runs them over to the piano she's like let me show you how this is actually supposed to sound which uh, they seem to already know how this is supposed to sound because we get the reprise here of uh, what I've been looking for and as soon as Kelsey starts playing it on the piano Troy and Gabriella both jump right in they know the well they've got the sheet music right there which um, I know that there's you know plenty of criticism about Troy has never been trained in anything musically in his entire life but he looks down and can read sheet music. That's cool. Um, but either way, they jump right on in and we get the reprise. No, yeah, they're they're already off book. They've heard the song once. They they have the music in front of them, but they're not really looking at it. They're staring ahead and just singing. Mm-hmm. They've, they've heard it once. It's a tremendous talent that they have. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, before I get into the actual song, like like, like you said, uh, Kelsey really hasn't even uh, considered that, that, you know, she's the star here. She's the one that made it until Troy gives his uh, motivational speech. This is when mm-hmm. Troy says that, you know, she's the composer of the show. Isn't isn't the composer of a show sort of like the playmaker in basketball? And we are going to hear this term a lot in this section specifically. <laughs> and I, I feel like the writers um, learned one term that people might say yes. like on a, at a basketball team. And they said, this is all we need to know. This is what we're going to use. They treat it as if it is the thing that everyone says at a basketball game that someone and is a playmaker. I, I mean, the don't, don't look at me for any basketball knowledge. And I think basketball is like low on your list of, uh, you know, the, the top four sports. Is it number four for you? Number three? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not one or two. It's, no, it's not one or two. I mean, it, it's down there. I don't watch a ton of basketball. <laughs> um, but it, like I, I've, I've played basketball, you know, back in okay. the, in the church league back in the day, I, I have <laughs> friends that are big into basketball and the, the term playmaker it, where it, it, it'll come up a couple times, but it's not like this big thing. It's not like you're the captain, you know, you're sure. the point guard, you're the, you're the one in the, <laughs> They treat playmaker like it is the it is the end all be all of all basketball players. Yeah. So, uh, you know, all these terms that are that are well known in the sports playmaker. uh, I don't know. Um, But, you know, in this world, that's uh, the playmaker is what makes it all happen. So um, but yeah, uh, we get to uh, what I've been looking for reprise, which I believe you already said this on part one. You uh, I guess to spoil it, you're probably not going to have this one above the uh, original version. I'm not. It's it's already putting me to sleep as soon as soon oh, as man. they start. I feel like it's so much more boring than Ryan and Sharpay's version. I guess I should ask, like, which version do you prefer? Because it feels like you're going to say that this version is better. Well, so here's the thing. Uh, for the longest time and as recent as like the most recent, uh, you know, high school musical song rankings that I've ever uh, made, which are available on Twitter. And if anybody wants to like spoil themselves, I guess, on what my rankings might look like when we're all done here, I'm sure they're going to look pretty similar to the ones that le- that I 
did last time. Um, I had this one much higher than the other one. And if you listen to like anything of like my Glee song rankings, like, you know, that this is like, this is like right up my alley. Like I love a good duet. I love like a nice slow piano, like, like two people that just sound great together, you know, without all the excited, you know, the excitement that like Ryan and Sharpay just did. Um, so this is like something that I'm immediately drawn to, but I feel like over the past couple of years, anytime High School Musical discourse has come up, uh, people are always like, the Ryan and Sharpay version is like just so much better. The production value, this and that. And like, I can't really disagree with that. And I think I've started to look at it through a different perspective of like, okay, this is cool, but it's like a minute and change. And as much as it's like mm-hmm. aesthetically pleasing to like my ears, like I enjoy listening to it. Um, I do think that I've come around and at the current moment in time right now, um, I would put it below Sharpay and Ryan. So, you know, if anybody was trying to bring me around, I don't know if you meant to do it or not, but you all did. Great. All right. Yeah, listen, I'm being too hard on this. It's obviously still a lovely song. And, you know, Gabriella's ooze at the end are are a nice touch. But to me, yeah, very good. But to me, like, we just heard the good version. And this, like, is nothing compared to it. Like you said, it's not even like the full song that they sing here. So I can't even really fully get into it so after i've heard the ryan and sharpay version which is the version that has always stuck with me like i said uh last episode was the first song that like all the lyrics stuck in my head and i knew all the words like this is the version that i that i'm going to if i want to play the song in the car and sing along to so this uh the the slowed down version that that kelsey prefers was never going to stack up to the ryan and sharpay version in my mind a hundred percent. This is the car version. If I want to sing along and uh, sing with a friend or whatever, I'm going for this one. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's not start of something new, but it's like, you know, similar of just like trying to harmonize with a good, pr- a good friend that you're singing with. Obviously these two are nothing but good friends at the moment. Um, they seem much more comfortable together singing this time around as they've, you know, they kind of have to, if they were going to try to audition, but that's, that's fine. The chemistry is obviously growing. And after uh, Kelsey seems so thrilled, like the way that she is like ready to like, you know, come to their house, have them come to hers, like this <laughs> yes. and that, like she is ready to like, like, follow them around the school and make sure that they have a chance at getting this part over Ryan and Sharpay because she obviously hates Ryan and Sharpay, especially Sharpay, and the idea of working with people that are nice to her on her show. Uh, like, oh, yeah. Of course she is in love with this idea. She's she's picked a side and she is already fully loyal to to uh, Troy and Gabriella. Darbus was apparently also behiding, hiding behind a wall waiting for them mm-hmm. to sing and their rendition's so good that Darbus has... Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're doing the high school musical drinking game, you could take a drink every time they say playmaker and take a drink every time someone is hiding behind the wall and, and you really don't need... to the bathroom scene. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You really don't need any other rules. Like, I think that is probably enough to get you drunk here. Yes. But uh, yeah, she, she tells Kelsey to give them the duet from the second act to rehearse and she is so excited. It, it's pretty cute how excited she is to just she want to follow them around and help. I don't know what her school schedule looks like, but she has a lot of free time. She's free every free, free period after mm-hmm. school, sometimes during biology class, even for some reason. And, uh, you know, she, they can come over her house for breakfast. She can she can come to them after basketball class. Like she's just naming every time of the day that she will be available for them when whenever they need her. Yeah. So just like the, you know, the people that are making the movie, uh, Kelsey has very much, you know, chosen a side here of who the heroes and who the villains are. Um, and she knows that Troy and Gabriella are where she wants to, you know, she wants to put her eggs in that basket and uh, see how this moves forward. So uh, we're going to follow the, uh, you know, our, our actual leads or our would be actual leads, uh, Sharpay and Ryan out to the hallway. They see the callback list and freak the freak out. Um, Sharpay screaming at the top of her lungs because uh, they didn't audition. Oh, well, maybe. Maybe we're being punked. Ashton Kutcher, where are you? Like, what's going on here? Um, so while they're freaking out, Chad and the basketball boys come up and they're like, what's, okay, what's going on here? They read the list, find out that Troy's name is on it. What the hell's going on? 
the world doesn't make any sense. Sharpay is fuming. She is she is just like ste- you see the steam coming out of her ears as she's talking to Kelsey and Ryan. You know, Kelsey is somehow mixed into all of this. It doesn't seem like she's willingly being there, but uh, kind of has to be. Um, and Sharpay, you know, just going off. She's upset about this, upset. And then you hear in the background the uh, the next song that's coming up as oh, the, we're, we're getting yeah. ready. The music for Status Quo starts, and I, I'm already getting pumped here. When it, it's you mentioned when uh, when Sharpay is is livid, the basketball team comes through, and now, now Chad is also pissed off at what's going on. The the Status Quo music starts. I'm getting pumped. Sharpay is pacing back and forth. Um, the school. I mean, clearly has some money because it's a very nice two-story cafeteria with like an overlooking balcony here that Sharpay oh, is great. facing. Yeah. And and she's also saying that she she's already picked out colors for her dressing room, so I guess she even gets a personalized dressing room. Like, very they treat a they treat these theater kids pretty nice at East High. Yeah, uh, which is why it's so appalling to her that she might not have this, you know, uh, leading role for it, <laughs> for. It is fair time. because, to her knowledge, they didn't even audition. Like, she did yeah. not see what happened here. <laughs> as far as she knows. Uh, they were not allowed to audition. They left. And now all of a sudden she looks at the callback sheet and they they are there for the roles of Arnold and Minnie that should rightfully belong to Sharpay and Ryan. Right. So there's like two sides to, or, or two like aspects to this that I feel like are, are worth uh, talking about. Just like a the fact that like, yes, Sharpay and Ryan, um, you know, were the only ones who showed up to the audition and were there within the time limit. And, and you know, Ryan, uh, uh, Gabriella and Troy, like they did not, uh, as Darby said, like they were not there in time. Like as if we're being like very technical about it all, uh, the part pretty much should be Ryan and Sharpay's. Nobody else tried out. Um, but then when you get down into like, OK, well, it happened if we can all get over that. It's like, OK, well. Now they're just freaking out because they have competition, but like they, they know their musical history. Like they shouldn't be that worried that they're going to lose the part to Ryan and uh, to, I keep trying to sing right to uh, Troy and Gabriella. Like they should know that they are much more well prepared to uh, go at this. But uh, I guess it's just the fact that it's probably been 17 different productions that nobody has ever challenged Ryan and Sharpay. So this is like a new aspect to the process for them. So I, I don't know. Yeah, this is, this is new to them. They've never had even the slightest bit of like a, uh of a challenge so that when even the smallest thing comes up here, like you said, something that should be very easy to overcome, they do start freaking out. They <laughs> Sharpay at the very least is, is going to be spiraling out of control. Ryan more or less just wants to meet Ashton Kutcher, which I, I guess was very, very in the moment for 2006. I don't think yes. many people are, are care about punk that much <laughs> these days, but uh, so, so yeah, like Sh- Sharpay's steaming mad and understandably like, like they say later, like Troy already has everything. He's already this big basketball star and Gabrielle is already the freaky genius girl that she doesn't want to be. If they, if they get the theater, it's over. They've got the monopoly of the school. This is all Ryan and Sharpay has. So I understand mm-hmm. why uh, Sharpay is starting to spiral here. Yeah. For Sharpay, this is not what she wants. This is not what she planned. <laughs> and you know, she's just got to say, she does not understand. Something is really not right. Something is really wrong. And they got to get things back to where they belong. We oh, can some, do it. <laughs> some, some beautiful lyrics here. As, <laughs> as, the, as the song alludes to, Troy, Troy deciding to become a singer is really inspiring everyone to follow their passion. So uh, it seems like a positive thing that Troy has, Troy has put into place here. It just took this one little disruption of the, uh, of the titular status quo for really all chaos to break loose in the cafeteria here. Okay, so now tell me where, where you come out on, on, where the, with this song. Is this song, like, when we end the song and we've heard all the lyrics, we've heard everything, we've seen everything go down, is this a positive or a negative thing for, like, the message that that's getting out? Because on one hand, we have 
everybody in the school yelling at these kids to stick to the status quo, do what you know, don't do these crazy things mm-hmm. like baking and dancing and uh, playing the cello. Like, don't do that. But on the other hand, you have these kids that are like breaking free from their cliques and saying, no, I'm going to do it anyway. And by the time the song's over and Chad comes to Troy telling him what's going on, all of them are still very much loud and proud and doing whatever they're doing. So, you know, we get to a place where they're all comfortable doing this kind of stuff. But along the way, the message is, no, you idiots. Like, all of us think you're crazy. Yes. Uh, this, the song, the lyrics of this song are kind of counterintuitive to, I think, the message that it's actually conveying here. So if you were just to take this song out of context and just kind of take it at face value, you might think this is kind of like a song that is instructing you to just stay in your lane right. and uh, do what you're meant to do. Kind of the Chad philosophy of, of this entire movie. But if you actually watch the movie and see that it does seem like it's a positive thing that these guys are all breaking out of their shell and, and baking and hip-hop dancing and, and playing the cello. And you can see that once they break out of their shells here and start doing what they actually want to do. They are much happier, even though, you know, all the haters are telling them to uh, stay in their lane and not do the things they want to do. You, you can see like Zeke's a different person after this. when, when he's embraced his his baking side, he is, he is so much happier. He is so much more relaxed. And I I think if you actually continue watching the movie, which I would imagine most people are doing and not just (laughs) listening to this one song and stopping, they would understand that uh, this is actually a a positive message that it's conveying here. Yeah. I mean, we can cut ahead just real quick. Uh, Later on, we're going to see a scene of Zeke walking up to Sharpay at her locker, uh, her decorator, fully pink locker. That is the only one in the school that looks like that. Uh, The iconic locker. Yes. The iconic locker. Um, And, and Z comes up to her because he uh, he bakes now and he feels more confident in himself and he feels, you know, confident enough to ask one of the most popular, uh, you know, uh, probably toughest to go up and speak to uh, girls in the school uh, to, hey, can, come watch me play basketball sometime. And obviously she's not very interested. Uh, we get, you know, evaporate tall person. Um, right. Yeah, he, he's got his newfound baker's confidence uh, and like like. Like you said, it doesn't even go very well, but it doesn't even really seem to phase Zeke. Yeah, he's even fine. When, <laughs> even when Sharpay does tell him to evaporate tall person, which, again, short basketball team, so he's not really that tall, but I think he's probably the tallest person on the team. So if you're going to say it to anyone, mm-hmm. uh, I guess Zeke is, is the person to, to go with this this insult here. I feel like evaporate tall person could have somehow been like a podcast name for us because we're both not uh, <laughs> tall. So, not the tallest people. <laughs> so nobody is allowed to listen to this that is tall. Sorry, Scally. <laughs> Yep, sorry. And certainly no one taller than Scally. That's just out of the question. A hundred percent. As far as the song, Stick to the Status Quo goes, how do you, where do you come down on the on the song? Is it is it uh, one one of your favorites here? Well, I, I can't. We can't get full, like all the rankings away here. <laughs> like, right, we're gonna fine. we're gonna do our little segment at the end when I'm gonna forget about it uh, as I close the show, um, and you know we'll <laughs> we'll say where it matches up with everything else so far. But I mean, it's stick to the status quo either way. Like whether it's like one of the best right now, or whatever. Um, it's obviously an a, iconic High School Musical song, one that like there's no like you have a bunch of uh you know shows and musicals or whatever that have songs about like the breakups and this and that but like stick to the status quo is like such an it's such a league of its own yeah i love i i just love watching this song and i I can't can't listen to it without singing along it's physically impossible probably and now now that i've watched it uh yesterday in preparation for this podcast it'll be probably be stuck in my head for the rest of the year and it's just but, you know, There's not many fun. days left. <laughs> yeah, well, not saying much at this point in the year, but still, still, that's like a week right there. But yeah. we, you know, we've got guitar solos and people dancing on tables and break dancing on the dirty floor, cellos coming out of nowhere. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of fun. 
And like Martha Cox, the legend is created here. Um, This is the first time we're meeting her, of course. But, you know, uh, when she gets up and she tells us she loves to pop and lock and dance and break. uh, Is that even legal? It's just dancing. Um, But like that whole that that that's just in itself created like a moment line. Like these lines that are coming out are just like they stuck with our generation to this day that like you could just at any random notice, like, uh, like drop these lines and they'll fit in or they won't fit into the conversation, but you know what they are. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's watching magic play out over and over yeah, and over again. It's a big moments in the song. And it probably is like the longest song of the movie. It's like, you know, I, at least four minutes long. So a lot is happening here. There's like, you know, three full verses, a bridge, you know, like I mentioned, guitar yeah. solos, dance solos. Like there's a lot of time for plenty of moments to occur during this during this uh this one number it's a whole production like when we get to the end i love the you know the, the part towards the end uh when gotta play he hip hop array she has gotta grow creme brulee keep your voice down low not another peep no yeah. not. it's like it's like you yeah. could see this i mean obviously high school musical was turned into like a stage pr- production as well and it's been done like many places and all over the world i guess uh, yeah. famously um, my middle school did high school musical the year oh. after it was released or the year, yeah the year after this movie premiered. so jealous my, uh, of anyone who when i was in, yeah, when i was in seventh grade my my middle school put on this performance so jealous uh we never it was never even in any kind of consideration for us but i would have thrived uh i should have i should have auditioned but i I don't know what i was thinking but what wasn't wasn't for me back then what school is uh do they go to oh they go they uh they go to this freaking school i was gonna say in high school musical the musical series uh was like what school do they go to that they uh redo high school musical of course (laughs) famously Uh, they are going to the same (laughs) (laughs) so i was gonna say if you go to that school uh maybe you have a chance of redoing it uh someday someday Um, so, you know, everybody quiet. And then as we are, you know, still hearing some, uh, of the background of the song, Gabriella comes in. Um, she realizes that everybody is staring at her. Taylor tells her, yeah, it's because of the callback. So that's, you know, you did this to yourself. Um, but she's terrified. She cannot have this. Sharpay comes marching down the stairs after she gave her whole, this is not what I want, not what I planned. Um, and the tension is building and building and building. Gabriella, for some reason, thinks that she's going to find a seat with her lunch. Um, meanwhile, like there's people dancing every where there's people like very much no room for her to sit down and enjoy her lunch right now. She might as well just turn back around and go up to like by Kelsey. It's pretty quiet up there. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, of course the expected happens. She keeps walking. She slips on some milk on the floor or whatever it was down there. And uh, her lunch goes up in the air, falls right down on top of Sharpay's outfit and uh, end of the world. Yeah. Of of course her cheese fries go as high in the air as humanly possible, landing all over Sharpay. I mean, these, these clumsy, these clumsy students at the school have, have got to stop throwing everything straight up in the air when they slip because it's it's (laughs) really creating problems. I feel feel like they, this should not be happening. The move when you trip should not be to flail your hands in the air so that everything goes flying. Yeah. You'd expect it to go forward. Yeah, exactly. But Sharpay, Again, understandably livid here. If I if a bunch of cheese fries landed on my shirt, you, <laughs> you can't just change in the middle of school. Like no. it's bad. I mean, Sharpay is probably going to end up changing, so I doesn't really uh, count for her. But if this happened to me, I would be so pissed. I don't care if she slipped. I don't care what happened. I would not talk to her for a very long time. Yeah, so Mastarvis comes running up, like, what's going on here? And Sharpay is going to say that Gabriella did this on purpose. She's doing all this on purpose, trying to ruin the musical. Troy and all of his basketball goons as well. Like, everybody's out here trying to ruin the musical. This isn't right. Something has to be done about this. So she's fuming. Um, uh, As kind of already talked about this earlier, but Chad's also fuming. He comes and finds Troy, tells him about, like, you missed practice, and now Zeke is baking, and everyone's confessing to things, and uh, the whole team is coming apart because of the singing thing. Uh, These losers think that they can talk to us. Everybody's mixing and mingling and you know again god forbid uh but 
This is just even, not even the chat. Even the drama geeks and the brainiacs suddenly think they can talk to us. It's insane. Like, I, I don't know where, you know, where these people think that they're getting off. But uh, chat is just not happy with the way that this uh, is playing out. We have uh, how much time left until the basketball game? I don't know if it's still two. Uh, is this day three of school? Is that what we're led to believe? Like, uh, it, it might be at some point during this section. They, they're going to say that the game's only a week away. So it's at some point we we're going to we're going to jump a little. But I, I don't know okay. exactly where in the timeline this is. Either way, you know, just they did not expect this when they came back to school after uh, after, you know, this Christmas break. And, and now things are just really falling apart, at least for Chad, who, you know, cannot handle this. Um, like Chad is being a bigger baby throughout this entire part of uh, throughout the movie thus far than Sharpay is. And Sharpay is the one out here screaming, crying, throwing fits. So, yeah, I mean, um, Chad, Chad's almost unbearable in, in this movie here that, you know, he's complaining that people think they can do other stuff, stuff that's not their stuff. Again, this is like this thesis statement of the entire movie, but also like pretty much Chad's philosophy here that this is should not be allowed to happen. Like clearly Chad can only play basketball. And so he he does not want to live in a world where people can do more than one thing because then it will then it will come out that Chad's only good at one thing and he he can't have that. So I I think that that's where that's where this is probably coming from. So at least uh, Troy seems to be very supportive of, of, of Zeke starting to bake because, you know, again, Troy, Troy's just a great guy here where we're, uh, he, he doesn't care. People are going to do other stuff. Troy wants to start doing other stuff. But mm-hmm. also to be fair to Chad, it is it is kind of wild to, to start this entire new thing right before the most important game of the year. Like the, the timing could not be any more terrible for this. Like we said, if they just waited for the next show, possibly in, in, in just like two weeks time, yeah. <laughs> like because I can kind of see where Chad is coming from he goes like way overboard with it but for troy to actually just start random like he's never missed practices before obviously he's the team captain he is the the playmaker as people will love to remind us and now all of a sudden he is missing practices for the first time to do something that no one ever knew that he wanted to do so i i understand why people are like starting to be alarmed at this but also like i don't know if you were like a little bit more supportive instead of like telling him yes. no 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 you yes, can't exactly. do this like then maybe then troy would like you know maybe you guys could talk about this and figure out a way that you could also sneak in like you know a half hour rehearsal with gabriella but still make sure that you're coming to practice on time but like you're just shutting him out and of course when you are not giving him any opportunity to talk to you about any of this stuff or right. to be supportive about it he's going to go behind your back through it all so yeah, what do you expect because here? of the yeah because of the way chad handles it troy is going to have to start doing this like right. the sneaky way and kind of go behind his back and stuff so chad De- definitely not saying that Chad is in the right here, but I-, I understand where he's coming from, but he still handles it beyond terribly. Right. Um, so uh, while all this is going on, after Darbus uh, came running up and found Sharpay with, you know, cheese fries on her chest and uh, just sees that, you know, chaos is ensuing, she's going to take a trip over to the locker room to uh, visit Coach Bolton. And I feel like I've said Coach, B- Coach Bolton so many times, like, do we know his name? Am I forgetting his name? Like, what? I have no idea. I have always just called him Troy's dad. Or okay, I mean, yeah, it's know. definitely not like I'm sure. Sh- like I'm sure that I could look up his name and you know maybe it exists, but like it- I'm just making sure that it's not like you know an obvious name that I'm forgetting. But this visit doesn't yeah. go very well for Darvis. Well, yeah, he's he's like in his office, which another hilarious part of the High School Musical movies is that uh, Coach Bolton's office is just in the middle of the boys' locker room. Yes, um, <laughs> which is Jack very funny Bolton. to me. Is- <laughs> okay, sure, Zach Jack. Bolton. He's Oh, Jack Bolton. Okay, Jack. even better. Um, is is Troy's dad even like a teacher here? I because I don't think he is. I've never seen him teach. That's is, a good question. If not, then why does he really like need an office if he's just there for like during practice? And and why does it have to be in the locker room? And what is he doing all day until practice starts? He's just eating his sandwich in a <laughs> locker room. Like, what is he doing all day? Does does I he have know. another job? Is he teaching there? We so much is left unexplained here. 
I mean, I'm sure he's probably just a gym teacher because that's what a lot of coaches work. That does right? make so, sense. And his and, office being in, in the you know locker room does. I mean, all of our uh, all of our coaches. G- nope, not coaches. All of our gym teachers. <laughs> well, they were coaches, too. Um, you know, all of their offices were pretty much in the locker rooms, too, which always seemed super weird. Um, that is very weird. <laughs> I don't think I. They, they've like, got to find another place for it. Yeah, there's like, you know, there's like a clear window in between their office to the locker room, which I guess is like you have to keep an eye on the kids in case like a fight breaks out or something like that, which is, you know, it's a high school, so it's bound to happen. But it's still pretty strange. Um, so, uh, you know, that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, but yeah, this this conversation doesn't go very well. Um, Darvis is explaining to to Coach Bolton, Coach Jack Bolton, uh, I apologize, that, you know, Troy and Gabriella, like this whole thing is like go is insane. Like we have this Twinkle Town musical that we need to... Uh, make sure like this will not be made into a farce. Like we are taking this very seriously. Uh, Coach Bolton is like, Troy doesn't even sing like what the hell are you talking about? Um, and then when she mentions the whole twinkle town of it all, he's like, okay, this is so silly. Like, what are you doing here? Uh, so she storms out and this doesn't go very well, but that's just these two. Yeah. Coach, uh, here's, here's the news for the first time that, that Troy perhaps sings and is, is in the musical, but he really does not even react to it. Like at first he's just like, you know, what are you talking about Darvis? And even when she like says like, no, your, your son sings, like, I know this to be a fact, he (laughs) still doesn't react to it because he's so fixated on the, on the twinkle town, which to be fair, not, not, I guess not the best name for a musical if you're trying to get people to take the theater seriously. So instead he's just going to take the opportunity to make, to make fun of Darvis a little. And just the, the thing about his son singing just completely, Completely in one ear and out the other. Yeah. So, you know, more on them to come. Uh, but we're going to catch up with Gabriella uh, and uh, Taylor McKessie, who, um, you know, they're talking about how Gabriella is like, I tried to apologize to Sharpay. I really didn't mean anything by it. I wasn't trying to like ruin her life by getting that call back. But, you know, I did like it being up on stage with Troy and singing and it was great. Um, she's, you know, expressing more about herself, just saying that there's like a whole other person inside of me just waiting for, you know, this opportunity to come out and I guess express myself. Um, later on, she's going to go find uh, her, open up her locker. She finds a note from Troy and... And uh, her and Troy are going to go up to the garden roof uh, and have a nice little conversation about, like, just getting to know each other a little bit better and, you know, what they're pretty much going through, I guess, with this whole uh, callback of it all that has put such a big spotlight on both of them when it's very clear that, like, they're the only ones that are even possibly interested in them being involved in this. Nobody else wants this for them except for themselves. Yeah, um, they are. They they talk about this in in the little uh, the secret rooftop garden that this school has. That, uh, like we said, uh, everyone loves Troy. So the the science club apparently has hooked up Troy with with access to this to this place. I, this is obviously something that did not exist at the high school I went to. I I don't know if anything like no. this ever existed for you. Like, no, no, but no, not no. only does this place <laughs> exist at East High, but the, the students are apparently just allowed to access it, like Troy and the science club. Uh, going up to the roof, another big thing that happens in high school shows that would just never happen in real life. Yeah, I mean, Degrassi takes it to the roof like over exactly, and over and yes. over again. A lot of times, just not in a good way of, uh, you know, the kids should not be up there. They should not have access up there, um, let alone like, what are we doing with the garden up there? But OK, so but <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is like a nice, uh, nice spot for Troy. He likes it up there. Yeah. Um, you know, Troy's <laughs> well, G- Gabriella flags up that, you know, it seems like everyone on campus wants to be his friend. Um, she She asks, you know stuff about him they they start you know having a little heart to heart here Troy's Troy's parents friends were always saying your son's the basketball guy you must be so proud and <laughs> I don't know what you would even say to that but like ah yes we are so He's proud of our son the basketball guy very descriptive very descriptive way it must, must be really tough being the basketball guy yeah he just wants but, to be the guy 
yeah, and Gabriella saw how Troy was to Kelsey at the audition, which, I mean, pretty much just, you know, nice, like a normal nice person, mm-hmm. and w- wants to know if his friends know about that guy. I, would, I mean, I, we have already found out that his friends would disown him, or at least Chad would, if they when they find out about his singing. Would, would they also disown him if they found out, like, God forbid, he was nice to people in his yeah, free no, time? Yeah, no, you can't be nice. <laughs> That's terrible. How, how dare deal. you comfort? deal breaker (laughs) yeah it's like it's like she's basically like you know like this is the kind of conversation that you see in like a movie or tv show where there's like a character like gabriella and say like troy was like a gay guy and it was or something like that like oh do your friends know this about you like i know this about you um it's like but like do they know because they may not accept you and this and that or whatever um but like no this is like uh, this is just do they know that you're nice like do they know that you're (laughs) not just a basketball guy <laughs> your friends know like i i know that you are the basketball guy but they, do they know that you also are capable of being nice as well because that yeah. that could raise some problems yeah, but I mean, <laughs> gabrielle stuff. again is going to say that she's the freaky math girl that she doesn't want to be and, and troy apparently never even thought about singing un- until gabriella which must must be nice to already be so talented when he hasn't even thought about singing before you know just no, that's not a few weeks that's ago. not true that's like so such a lie i mean <laughs> maybe he never thought about like getting up on a stage and singing or anything like that but like he also he says earlier you know uh you know uh, he makes a joke about it singing in a shower so yeah. it's like he can't just sit here and be like oh i don't sing at all like i've never sang until like he knew that he was a good singer because he sang in his shower and everybody knows if they have any kind of musical ability or not um but whatever would think he's so, just yeah putting all the credit into Gabriella's hands here being like, it's all you. It's all because of you. And, you know, we're just watching them grow closer and closer together. Um, and they talk about, you know, if they're going to go to these callbacks and it seems like they're both down to do it. Um, and, you know, just Gabriella's like, you're a cool guy. Not, not for the reasons that your friends think, uh, because they think that you're just the basketball guy. I know that you're the nice guy. So that's why I like you. And uh, we're going to go, you know, knock these callbacks out so that we get that we get this montage incoming of, um, you know, everybody probably can picture it or, or hear it. Um, we're going to hear some breaking free, uh, you know, as we're going in and out of all these different rehearsals. Um, it seems like, you know, I don't know if they're skipping classes or just using every opportunity when they're not in class because Kelsey has all this free time. So yeah. uh, Troy's practicing in one of the classrooms with Kelsey. I, w- I would love to see Kelsey's uh, school schedule, to be honest. I don't know how, how she has all this free time. Yeah, I mean, maybe... Actually, no, I don't even I can't, I can't even think of uh, any possible explanations. She just has all the free time in the world, except for when Gabriella is practicing, because Gabriella has to use the bathroom. So <laughs> not use the bathroom, but like be in the bathroom. Yes. Um, yeah. Detectives Ryan and Sharpay dangerously close to catching them both in the act of rehearsing. And you mentioned the the bathroom scene. And oh there, my God. <laughs> there is absolutely no way that Sharpay oh did not see God. Gabriella in that bathroom. So like in case anybody's not watching along with us and just is not remembering or whatever, let's just tell you how that goes. So uh, Ryan first hears Troy practicing inside of a classroom and, you know, he gets close to the door and tries to even come inside. Troy like stops singing and catches himself and stays quiet. But when Gabriella is practicing in the bathroom, Sharpay here and she does come inside the bathroom and in your head you're probably like oh well she's going to be inside the stall uh you know hiding in there for from Sharpay Sharpay comes knocks through all the stalls Gabrielle is not there so it's like where did she go like is she is she like where where did she possibly go she didn't leave the same time that Sharpay came in uh and then Sharpay leaves the room and where is she she is literally like you can't even say she's behind a wall because she she's behind a wall in that that's that, to us but not to Sharpay and I I get that Sharpay is supposed to be uh, very self obsessed but not even she could be so lost in her own reflection that she just straight up couldn't see Gabriella directly <laughs> to the right of her like literally she's at a sink staring at the mirror and Gabriella is directly to her right if she had any peripheral vision at all she would be able to see Gabriella but. Uh, somehow she has a blind spot, blind spot there and completely missed Gabriella. 
insane. I mean, it's 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 just it's not just like oh maybe she wasn't looking at that. No, like she was right there when you were walking out of the out of the bath. Whatever. Um, it is comical. It is it is a very very. It, it did get a good laugh. Um, but yeah, so so they're all trying to you know both of the both of them are trying to hide uh, and just make sure that they can get this practice down so that when the callback comes, they're both going to be ready for it. You know, we get the flying. There's not a star in heaven. Yeah, we and it's great. We get we get a sneak peek here of of the big number breaking free here uh they don't give us the whole thing yet obviously got to wait for the end for that but we we are getting little sneak peeks but besides this like we are <laughs> we are we are in a moment in this movie like where for a musical we don't really get a, a full number like we get these sneak peeks of breaking mm-hmm. free but we don't really get a number for a while like i feel like i yes i feel like uh uh we heard stick to the status quo like it started like before the 40 minute mark and we don't get uh the, the next song until like the very end of this section here yeah i was worried we were gonna run into another uh I was, another time I, crunch. I looked and there was there was like a minute left and i was like is this gonna happen again i know i was like they're gonna finish right she's gonna finish she's gonna finish um but yeah so uh, we we go back to the gym we see that they're running some more drills also there's an assistant coach here which was interesting yeah, yeah. You know? first time we saw him but also are not introduced to him so i don't no. understand why he's here yeah, I have no idea at all. It's like, is this guy? Sp- There's l- truly no reason at all. Like, I Did guess this guy, it's like, win, this guy win a contest to be in High School Musical. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. What like, maybe he's like some producer because we know that like they had like one of the one or two of the uh, the choreographers were like in these numbers with the basketball team. Um, so maybe they were sticking in more people into these scenes that were from behind the scenes that we didn't know about. So. But yeah. Um, so Coach Bolton asked uh, Jason, which we haven't really talked about Jason much, not that there's much to say, but, you know, just when you have a character that has a name, you got to point it out. Um, so we asked Jason where Troy is, um, doesn't know, whatever. Um, but we do see that Troy is uh, in the auditorium. He's painting sets seemingly willingly. We don't know that he got another detention. So he's yeah, just was, on there. Yeah, I was going to I was, was gonna ask, do you think do you think they got detention again or are they just willingly helping out, even though no, Troy uh, sucking up? Troy, yeah, even though Troy, I mean, I guess should be at basketball practice right here. So may, maybe, maybe Troy isn't the best captain overall if he's just, you know, willingly ducking out on on basketball practice here. But you know, who, who's to say? And Gabriella is, is sewing, so like, just <laughs> yeah. okay. They're, they're just loving life right now. They're they're bopping along. They're they're shooting each other smiles and glances from from across the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the smile is not going to last very long because Troy does end up going to practice. Uh, he does, you know, make it or he gets there at the very end, I guess. I don't know. Either way, he tells his dad that he's going to stick around for a bit and, you know, practice some free throws. And his dad very passive aggressively is like, well, you missed most of practice, so you probably should do that. Great idea. Um, but his dad leaves and now he's in the basketball in the, in the basketball room. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in the choir room <laughs> in the gymnasium Ooh, by himself. Great, great name for our <laughs> podcast the basketball honestly room. is that the title <laughs> i don't hate it <laughs> i might have to keep going with that we'll see in the basketball room <laughs> sometimes these titles find themselves organically <laughs> um gabriella is going to show up and uh, distract him some more because she just can't stay away i mean yeah i mean gabriella like you said she just can't get enough of troy they just they just saw each other and now she's showing up to this uh practice at well i guess she presumably maybe followed him or just knew he this is where he was going to end up but I, I mean i understand why his dad's upset here he did make a commitment to this team they're they're big games a week away and now he's just missing practices showing up and uh he, he's going to try to make up for it uh by shooting free throws but then gabriella throw uh shows up and they're they're gonna they're gonna you know start flirting with each other instead of practicing um and and uh 
you know, like like I said, they're flirting a little. She she says she once scored 41 points at a league championship game, which uh, <laughs> Troy believes at first, which if she was a basketball star, you'd, you'd think that would have come up by now. But yeah. he soon catches, catches on, gives his patented little uh, fake laugh that he loves. And ha ha ha. Very funny. And mm-hmm. then and then the coach comes. Coach uh, Coach Jack Bolton <laughs> is, is going is to come and break that up right away. Yeah, he's uh, not too thrilled to see Gabriella, who, you know, he calls uh, her detention buddy uh, or his detention buddy, um, you know, being a huge dick. I mean, this like new student in the school, like she's a young girl. She's a she's a student in the school. You are a teacher in the school and you're being a dick to her because why? Like this is like we, there are so many teachers like going thinking back to high school that were just like unnecessarily like like ter- like mean, like rude yes, yes. to like other students, whether it was me or somebody else. It's like. Where do you get off talking like this to a literal 16-year-old? You are like 40, like whatever. Um, 100%. And I think this is another instance where I understand why Troy's dad is very upset with Troy right now. To, to him, Troy's just still the basketball guy, and he, he knows that Troy's the captain, the playmaker. He wants it. He, they, they need him if they're going to succeed right. here. So I get why he's pissed off. But, you know, I got to draw the line with him just being a complete dick to Gabriella. Like, don't take it out on Gabriella, who shows up. And Troy has repeatedly said detention, <laughs> detention was my fault, not Gabriella's. But uh, Coach Bolton, not going to hear it. He's, you know, he's just going to keep yelling at her and, and makes Gabriella uh, literally run off. She, run. She, she runs. <laughs> she, she's so startled that she literally runs through the gym. She cannot get out there fast enough. And another moment that made me laugh that she's literally she like sprinting runs. out of the gym. <laughs> like, do you think she stopped running when she got to the doors of the gym? Or do you think she kept running until she left the school? She, she booked it until she, she got all the way home. Like Taylor McKessie, Chather in the hallway. They see Gabriella <laughs> running by like. This is like this is what I need like people that are on TikTok creating high school musical content like please like finish the Gabriella run there and let me see how things go for her after she leaves the gymnasium after being scolded by coach Bolton. And it's a very funny run. It doesn't look like she's ever run in her life. Oh yeah. <laughs> she is just figuring out how to how to run and this- how to get both feet moving, yeah. This is also when we get, you know, sometimes in this movie we do get some truly phenomenal writing like when uh Troy Bolton says that girl's named Gabriella and she's very nice. <laughs> and it's just like earlier when Gabriella was like, and and I felt like a girl. And, and Troy's like, and you look like one too. And you look like one too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> very you're simple. Not just a, and effective. You're not just a guy, Troy. You're a playmaker. <laughs> Where's the playmaker? Where's Troy? <laughs> um, so he's he's you know laying into Troy, being like, you're a leader. We're not going to win next week without you having your head in the game. You're a playmaker. You're not a singer. And this is where Troy's going to you know finally kind of snap back a little bit and be like, you ever think that maybe I could be both? And you know it's like very fair point. But like, no, his dad isn't considering that. His dad is the basketball coach. He wants you to play basketball. He wants you to be the guy on the team, the basketball guy, the the, the captain. He wants you to be there for for what they what you've been committed to, as you said earlier, kind of fairly. Like you have been committed to this for a while, and you can't just back down now. But as I also said earlier, it's, you it's know, bad timing. Yeah, there's there's also like not even a single bit of like supportive conversation here from dad or from Chad at any point to be like, exactly. can we talk about this? And like, I'd be happy to support you, but I just need to make sure that you're focused now and we can, you know, whatever. Um, So no support there. He's going to end up, you know, storming out of the um <laughs> the basketball room as well. <laughs> and get your drinks ready, because not only did uh, Coach Bolton mention playmaker in the scene, but also the entire team just waiting behind the wall for, yes. <laughs> to watch him uh, storm out after that confrontation with his dad, which I, to be fair, when he says, he, you ever think maybe I could be both? It, it does stun Coach Bolton, who does not have a response to it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he he gets Troy gets it there from his dad. And now he's going to get more from Chad as well, who uh, they end up going to the library together where Chad is going to be screaming the entire conversation. He gets yelled <laughs> at multiple times, but basically just more of the same about being like, you can't be doing this. You're, you're going to go off and put on a leotard by singing Twinkle Town. And like, you need to have your head in the game, all this stuff. And Troy's like, OK, well, nobody said anything about a leotard. But yeah, this is kind of what I want to do right now. And, you know, again, just getting no support. Uh, Troy is from anybody anywhere. So, right. Again, more of the same from Chad, who is a very one note character, at least in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is very funny when, when Chad calls himself Troy's most loyal friend and then the library, the librarian yells at them and he like immediately completely blames it on Troy like, without a second. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, uh, you know, Chad, Chad doesn't even attempt to understand the female mind. He says another, another tough look for our guy, Chad. Yeah. Um, doesn't want doesn't want him to become a you know Michael Crawford or whoever the the Phantom of the Opera was because he's going to end up in his mom's refrigerator. Um, have you ever seen uh, Phantom of the Opera? Not, um, not twenty seven times like Chad's mom maybe. But, I uh, mean, it does sound like something that I may have seen in high school. Like in high school, like with theater, like we would see shows all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and if for some reason, like that one is like ringing a you know some kind of alarm in my head that I'm like maybe I did see that, but nothing that I'm like remembering in full picture. I believe it was the first Broadway musical I ever saw, and I I found it very boring. So maybe I'd appreciate it more <laughs> more now. But as a uh, as a like eight or nine year old when I saw it, I did not, I did not care for it. All right, Chad. <laughs> yeah, so um, I got to be Team Chad in, the, in this. Well, scene, so. well, Chad Chad is going to work up this whole plan here. Um, after you know he realizes he's not getting through to Troy at all, he's got to take a different measure here. Yeah, Chad, Chad basically, uh, Chad and like a couple other members of the team basically want to have a meeting of the minds with Taylor where they, since they can't get through to their respective friends, they're going to try to team up and just try to, you know, create this kind of fucked up plan to just kind of force them away from each other and to not do the, to not end up doing the, the callback. Ryan and Sharpay are there, but are completely right, misreading. They're not in the a dynamic. meeting. They're, they're yeah, just they're, watching the meeting. They're completely misreading it. <laughs> right. They are, uh, <laughs> hiding behind a wall as characters will do in this movie and completely <laughs> yes. misreading the dynamics of the group. They think that everyone's trying to team up and help Troy and Gabriella, which I mean, if they listened to any of these characters talk for one second, they would realize that's not the case. But uh, the, they're, they're talking, like I said earlier, like they say that the jocks run most of the school, but if, you know, Troy gets into the musical, then, then they're going to conquer the, the whole student body. And then if mm-hmm. Troy and Gabriella start, start dating, then the science, a club or the, the the scholastic club as i guess we finally have a name for the club like they're they're gonna end up being cool and and troy and gabrielle are basically gonna have a monopoly over over the which is just whole... so wild because like troy has a monopoly over the whole <laughs> yeah, school like, like they were chanting they... his name and and <laughs> yeah. you know what team wildcats like after he got off the bus like troy has this school in the palm of his hands he doesn't need the drama club to complete the circle here like but to yeah, make it all did... to make it all there like, he did not have the drama club. It was the only place that Sharpay and Ryan could could rule. Like, the politics of this high school very very fascinating here. Right. But um, I I also hate that that Taylor is just so down to help with this plan. Like we we've already established at this point that Chad is a pretty shit friend. Like we've had plenty of scenes to to establish that Chad does not care about Troy's happiness. He just wants Troy to be the basketball guy. But uh, Taylor doing this to poor Gabriella is just very mean. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, but... And Zeke, too. If it wasn't for Troy, he would never have been able to come out as a baker. Like, I- I'm disappointed in Zeke as well. That's true. But they they, they all are realizing as the, you know, the time is uh, getting closer, the pressure is building, that they all need to make sure that they're going to be in it to win it for their respective competitions. And they can't have that if Gabriella and Troy are both off, you know, doing the, the callbacks. Like, they need to be focused on what, you know, their, their teams are looking for from them. So this plan comes together uh, that, you know, both sides are going to agree they're going to start this plan tomorrow. Um, well, yes, uh, Ryan and 
Sharpay are watching them all form this and, as you mentioned, think that they're working to get them, uh, you know, to, to be successful with the play. Very much not the case. So tomorrow comes. It's time to sync up the watches and the times and let's get this all going. And uh, we're going to get this, you know, heightened dramatic scene uh, that is, uh, you know, kind of the beginning of how the rest of the movie all plays out, where uh, the basketball team is going to pull Troy into the locker room. Uh, the science, the, what is it? Scholastic team? Scholastic right? club, I believe. The Scholastic club is going to pull Gabriella into the science lab that they are, uh, you know, generally meeting at. And uh, we're just going to get this super mean uh, cruel plan put together where they uh, just kind of fully manipulate Troy into saying something that we'll get to um, that is going to end up being live streamed to Gabriella, who is, you know, sitting here pretty much trying to defend Troy in the way that like Taylor is telling us how, you know, terrible Troy is and the whole basketball culture and everything is. Uh, we can't be looking up to him. We have other people to look up to. And Gabriella's like, no, 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 he's still great. And then by the end of this all, she is super embarrassed because uh, they just, you know, showed Troy saying, saying pretty much Gabriella doesn't mean anything to me. Yes. Uh, a lot to get into into yeah. here. Plenty. Like, I hate everyone involved. Uh, Ch- Chad's giving his impassioned speech. Uh, Troy at first is just visibly confused at what's going on. I want to know how long uh, Chad and the rest of the team prepared this stupid, like call and response thing that they had to do. Like get your head in the game. Team, who voted him team captain? Us. Like, I don't know why they had to do it this way. I don't know how long they rehearsed this, but they're also all losers for knowing the history of their school basketball team. Oh, yeah. Like I, I didn't know anyone who was like, I mean, I didn't play basketball. I famously played varsity badminton, but I didn't know any of the badminton stars before, before I played, but um, you know, Chad, Chad pulls out the big guns, which is a framed picture of Troy's dad that they just randomly have Taylor also doing her part to, to fuck up her supposed friend's love life. Yep. Um, and you know, and then also Gabriella seems unimpressed at first, as you said, she's just kind of like, you know, defending no, Troy politely fine. smiling through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then that, that's. Then, then they really go turns... for the emotional, like the emotional plug here with like with Troy being like, no, you don't. You say that there's 12 people on this team. There's yes. not. There's one more. Your You're dad. forgetting about your own dad who is yeah. in this this framed picture that we just happen to have. And they 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 in order to make this work, they set up a computer and a camera while Troy is speaking after they've tricked him into uh, talking shit about Gabriella kind of. And Troy somehow does not notice it. it. The computer and the camera literally right in front of his face. And it's not like it's a secret hidden camera. The thing is very obvious. And Troy should probably realize something is going on as soon as they take out the computer and camera. But I, I guess he's just uh, he's just so into the speech that he's about to make that he he doesn't realize it. And also, uh, Taylor and her friends just have the technology to. I mean, they are the Scholastic Club, so if anyone, they'd be able to figure this out. This is two thousand and six. They have the technology to stream a live feed of Troy, so that Gabriella can see everything that he's saying in real time. I mean, this plan has a lot of it has a lot of moving parts. I feel like ninety nine times out of a hundred, this this plan doesn't work. They they got There's very no lucky. need for the live stream. Like you could very easily record this and then show it to Gabriella later. I mean, they're That's syncing true. up, so it's done at the exact right time. But like, what if Gabriella? What if Taylor didn't have the laptop open in time and yeah. you missed it? There is so much that could go wrong here. Number one being, as soon as I see a camera, I'm going to stop talking and be like, what are you yeah, like, guys wh- doing? Are you recording me? Yeah, like, what, what is that? Obviously, something is going on here. But the passion is just so worked up, uh, you know, from the guys to Troy that, like, once Troy gets going, he's, like, looking into all of their eyes and not paying attention to the fact yes. that they, they don't just, like, you know, like, press record on a, on a thing that's already open. Like, 
the guy fully opens up the laptop and <laughs> sticks a camera on top of it. Like yeah, much it's like not... <laughs> much like Sharpay not even noticing Gabriella in the bathroom, Troy can now not see uh, the computer that's right in front of him. Yeah, I mean, I got to say that the Sharpay thing is worse because there was a human being inside the bathroom with her that she pretended that she didn't see. Um, <laughs> but this is still pretty bad, too. Just the way, that, you know, it's very obvious what he's doing. Um, I don't know. Maybe in 2006, you're not thinking about, like, recording things, uh, you know, in the same way that you are now. Like, very much like this could happen to the, today. Um, but, you know, people would probably be more practical about it. You already have the maybe you, like, set up a phone in the locker or something like that. Or oh, yeah, you have the laptop open. And it's, yeah, there's a hundred, you know, you, you have, say, like, the, the laptop's open and you're showing pictures on the laptop but meanwhile it's recording at the exact same time and sending like a hundred different ways now that it could work but the way that they had it working you know here in 2006 is that the guy literally puts a webcam on top of the laptop facing Troy (laughs) while Troy is about to say this awful shit about Gabriella being like she means nothing to me she's not important singing is nothing it's not important never has been so forget all of that stuff we're gonna go win are you guys happy now and Gabriella's watching this looks like a complete idiot because she just was defending him and and he literally just said she's not anything into exactly. And it, yeah, she was just defending him. Now they they've they've played her like this. Poor Gabriella is crying, and Taylor is just unfazed. Like you you think maybe she'd have a moment here where she's like, oh, I kind of really made my friend upset. Maybe I should comfort her a little. But she is unfazed. I I really hate it. You you know how do you see this 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 lovely this perfect girl here just crying and you don't even care at all? Like this this is when I start to get really mad at them. They <laughs> Troy and Gabrielle did nothing to deserve this besides wanting to sing with each other, but. Uh, there, uh, Taylor's just going to leave Gabriella crying in the middle of the classroom and say, well, uh, you know, let me know if you want to, you know, join the Scholastic Club again or whatever she says as she leaves. Troy and the gang are going to celebrate like in the courtyard and they're still, cel- everyone was kind of already, already in the courtyard celebrating. I don't know if Chad like planned this whole event as a, as a it's little like a daily thing, you know, they just yeah, all yeah, meet outside true. at the school this time every day, especially, you know, since they came back, they have to pump themselves up for the big game and everybody gets outside while cats everywhere. Hands up in the air. Yeah, so. yeah, this, and this is you know where we get the main, the the main uh, falling out between Troy and Gabriella has obviously had to happen at some point in the movie. Yeah, so everybody's outside chanting for Troy, and and Gabriella's inside, heartbroken, and plus, like you said, all of her friends just left her as well. So you know, in this moment where she could really use a friend, uh, Taylor's like, "Nope, you're on your own, sister." Um, so she's down in the dumps, and she's pretending, you know, as she says in the song, like she has to now she has to pretend she doesn't care. She thought Troy was her fairy tale. Uh, she goes around the school singing, "When there was me and you." She has full reign of the school; nobody's around. It's great, like you know, this this all always works out well when you know you sing while everybody else is in class, and you have the whole everything. To yourself very dramatic a very iconic performance for me i mean like for me like to 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 get into this performance like before there was glee before there was leah michelle and naya rivera and amber riley having these performances of like solo covers whatever like there was gabriella montez with her solo walking around the school and this is going to rank relatively high for me probably i feel like i rank this higher than most people do and it's not number one but like i just feel like I'm higher on this one than a lot of other people, I feel like. Um, it's just, it's like her breakout number here of just, you know, the emotion comes out and she's just, it's the dramatics of it all. As you watch her, like, you know, she's like over the balcony and then she goes up to the Troy poster and just everything about it is so ridiculous, mm-hmm. especially now watching it. But when I was younger, man, I lived for it. Yeah, I, I like this song as well. I like this song a lot because, you know, Vanessa Hudgens, obviously very talented. It's a great performance from her. It's also a good song to sing, like when you're in your feelings and you need to belt oh, yeah. something out. Um, Obviously, like, as you said, maybe you might have it 
ranked higher than a lot of people. Probably not one of the most iconic songs that you you think of from this movie. Like I, I still like it because I like mostly every song from this movie. But yeah. before my my recent rewatches of this trilogy in the past couple of years, uh, this might be a song that that if I had to name every song, maybe I'd forget the song. Like that's completely on me. I, I definitely appreciate it a lot. No, but more I feel now. the same way, and I still <laughs> I yeah. feel like it's one that you kind of forget about. Um, but then when I rewatch it, I'm like, oh my god, I forgot. Like I was obsessed with this song. Yeah, I really do like this song. And I, but we, <laughs> like you mentioned, we get the absolutely hilarious visual of the giant poster of the Wildcats oh, hanging yeah. up in the hallway with a huge Troy Bolton front and center. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened in your school. Definitely no team or player that was good enough in my school to to warrant the no. <laughs> not even life size poster. The the foot like the huge poster. Yes. And Gabrielle is just sadly belting out her song while singing to the because comically long poster. Like it's, it's it's a lot. It's <laughs> this. I was also starting to worry. You know, are we going to cut off mid song again don't at this point? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, we got the whole thing. <laughs> Where do, I get, where do I get one of these wild, these huge wild card posts? Like I'm heads. generally not a not a poster guy, but I I would I think this would have been very funny to like hang up in my college dorm. Very well, very like, that's the thing. Like you know that posters this big of Zac Efron were all <laughs> over the country and world uh, in people's rooms and dorms. Like 100%. yeah, I want I want this very this specific Wildcats poster that is just so huge and would take up the entire wall. I'm very upset I didn't get one for Christmas to be honest. Yeah, Zac Efron, you know, Zac Efron mania uh, is probably not talked about as much, um, you know, with there's been so many other uh, like actual like pop stars or movie stars that have like gone big since then. But like he had a moment like the whole cast here had a moment, but like Zac Efron himself, like big moment there. Um, So, yeah, he's this poster takes up the whole hallway and she's just, you know. Just very, again, very upset, uh, letting it all out. I, I really do enjoy this one. Um, and after all is said and done, you know, class ends and everybody else fills into the hallway. So uh, she is uh, going to go over to her locker. I guess she's going to not skip her next class. She gets her books all together. Troy's going to come up to chat um, and see how she's doing because he's very excited about, you know, the callbacks or whatever. He obviously hasn't filled her in about uh, his plans to focus more on the basketball team, but she already knows. So this is not great. Yeah. Troy, Troy comes to talk with, you know, with his best bud, Gabriella here. He, he doesn't know that she is, uh, you know, upset with him. And, and it sucks. It sucks that Gabriella had to hear Troy saying all that shit about her. But it, it also kind of sucks. Like, she doesn't even hear him out at all. Like, he did say the stuff. So it, it, it definitely he not completely, you know, in the right here. But not for nothing. I would have been very suspicious that Taylor had this whole elaborate setup to show me a live feed of Troy saying this stuff. I'd have been like, like, where is this coming from? Why did you have this set up? This seems yeah. a little suspicious. But yeah, we're, we're going to end on this huge cliffhanger here. As, as Gabriella tells Troy, she doesn't want to do the callbacks. And we get, you know, we, we got a lot of uh, a lot of plot happens in this chunk. We, mm-hmm. we we started off where, you know, they have any they hadn't even auditioned yet. And now we are you know, already at the the crisis point in this movie where everything is falling apart. And that's unfortunately where we have to leave off. Yeah. I mean, well, we've had like three songs per part so far, and I think the next one has four, if not five, I think it's four. Um, but don't can't, uh, quote me on that. So yeah, they, they have more music in the next one and some big numbers. So that's going to eat up a lot of the remaining chunk of time. But um, that's like this, this later portion of this part of what we just, you know, talked about is like the main plot here of like, you know, we all knew what we were getting at the callbacks to this and that. But then once the friends came in or the, you know, I'm making air quotes now, the friends um, came in to, you know, ruin everything for Troy and Gabriella. That's when things are, it's like, oh shit, like maybe this isn't going to happen. Maybe, you know, Troy's not Gabriella's fairy tale that, you know, she was dreaming about for all this time and, you know, wishes upon a star just don't come true. And now even I can tell that I confuse my feelings with the truth because I like the view, you know, when there was me okay um oh, you're gonna just, you're gonna bring a tear to my eye 
songwriting geniuses, uh, the High School Musical writers. It's just absolutely how they did it. So yeah, um, Troy, you know, wants to talk about the callbacks. Gabrielle is like, I don't want to do them either. Who are we trying to kid? You have your team, and I have mine. Oh, you hate you hate to hear that. You hate to hear. You hate to end on that. Uh, there's probably still a little bit more in this conversation, but, but mm-hmm. who knows? Until I hate, we get. I hate to that next. these their asshole friends. Their plans seem to work. It seems to work, and you know, as far as we can tell right now, it's breaking them apart. Tragic. Tragic indeed. Uh, you want to talk about these song rankings? Absolutely, I do. Um, so, you, all we've you want done me to go so first far, here, or do you want do you want to go first? Um, I, well, either way. So, all we've done so far is uh, start of something new and get you ahead in the game. We did Correct. not add what I've been looking for into our mix yet because we didn't finish the song with part one. Um, both of us had start of something new over get you ahead in the game. Uh, up to you. Do you want to go first or second? You can go first. Okay, or we could just kind of like work our way up from the bottom. Um, all right. So, uh, I'll just tell you actually that. Uh, one of the songs that we talked about in that part one is at the bottom for me. I have Get Your Head in the Game at number six of six right now. Yeah, and, and if you want me to just piggyback on that, same yeah. here. Uh, Get Your Head in the Game is going to be six out of six for me as well. I, I mentioned at the time when we talked about it last, I, it, it's not one of my favorites in in the movie. I like most of the songs in the movie. This one's just, you know, very silly to me. It's fun overall, but, I mean, everything else is just better. Yeah, 100%. Um I might be having a last minute change here. Um, oh I was like debating before, uh, you know, looking at this earlier about wh- where exactly these like next two or three songs were going to go. Uh, this is subject to change. So, you know, let me just tell you right in this moment here, I'm actually going to go my fifth of sixth here being the, what I've been looking for reprise. All right. We're in agreement again. That is my fifth out of six um, as well. Uh, I-, I mentioned just not as good as the original, not even really a full, uh, performance of it they just kind of do the the one verse of it and then just kind of leave it at that and it's just you know compared to the other one kind of boring so f- fifth out of six here and i really do like it so that's why i'm like curious if i'm gonna like end up moving it back around or anything um because i feel like what my next song is i'll just I'll get right into it my next uh my fourth here is going to be stick to the status quo um, <laughs> no I, I was going to have that at, at five. And I feel like if you look at my rankings from, you know, the year, the last time I did it a couple of years ago, pretty sure I have that one kind of lower on the list. And it's not against that song. It's just like there's so many other really good ones that I enjoy so much. Uh, Stick to the status quo is great. It's iconic. It's it's amazing. Um, But it's just it's I don't know. It's just as far as like my favorite high school musical songs, it's, it's a great one, but it's not really towards the top of my list. But I feel like, like I said, I'm like looking at this here in this moment. Um, I did feel like I needed to hop it up one spot. So for me, it's number four. Yeah. Uh, four for me is going to be when there was me and you, I think it's, it's, uh, the best of the the lower three, obviously, as I'm demonstrating right now. But I, and I think it's just, it's a huge gap between this and the top three, which is going to be very tough for me because the, the top three here are like the, the like three of my favorite songs in the entire series. All right. Well, I mean, I, I guess I'll just bounce off of your uh, When There Was Me and You. I actually have that at number two, so I'm skipping over my number three for now. But I do have When There Was Me, me wow. and You at number two of six here. I'm telling you, I'm a big fan of it. That's crazy. All yeah. right. Um, so what do I have? I just have to – I have the I, I have the top three left. And what? You just have one and three now, right? You've, you've, um, all I have left is one and three. That's my reveal. Oh, man. This is – so hard to make well, because I guess you can bounce off of my stick to the status quo and tell me where you have that for you, unless that's gonna uh, well, it's, not be. Go ahead. Listen, I, I'm trying to think this. Through. It's very hard. I, I feel like when you're thinking of High School Musical, start of something new is the like most iconic of this. It's it's the opening number. It's a mm-hmm. classic karaoke song. It's a great duet. Um, I, I think probably a lot of 
people, you know, know the words to this song and everything. But as far as personal favorites for me go, there's just so much going on with Stick to the Status Quo. And maybe it's also because I just love watching it. And there's definitely an added element when you're watching, like, everyone dancing on the cafeteria tables and everything like that. But for me, I I did not plan on having it ranked first it was definitely like my favorite when i was watching at the time but um over the years i have i have said that like there are other songs in this movie that are better than sick to the status quo but then when i rewatched it today like my love for it just like reignited and i and i i'm for me i'm putting stick to the status quo back up at the first spot because i just loved watching it and i just love everything about it wow um, I guess I can't be surprised because of uh, your big sigh when I told you I had it in the fourth spot. <laughs> yes. Um, justice, justice for stick to the status quo. Wow. Okay. Um, number one overall here. I wonder if that's going to stick throughout part three. Hmm. It'll be close. It'll be close. Um, okay. Well, so stick to the status quo for four for me. It will currently number one for you. So where do we go next? Who's who's the next? Um, let's, I don't know. Do you, do you want to, uh, reveal your number one overall? Do, well, I guess it, the next one you reveal will <laughs> by process of the number one overall. All right. Let me just rip off both of them. Um, so it was, uh, stick to the status quo at number four. Um, number three is going to be what I've been looking for. Uh, mm-hmm. number two was when there was me and you, and my number one is going to stay start of something new. Um, you know, I already kind of got into the whole explanation for start of something new. I just think it's, uh, currently number one of six for me. And then what I've been looking for is, uh, you know, a great number, a lot of fun. And, uh, it's currently going to sit at number three of these six we will we will have another match here as i will have uh what i've been looking for at number three as well it like i said like right off the bat one of the very first ones that stuck with me love singing along to it love watching the performance another uh added bonus that that has Mm -hmm. but um definitely uh shorter when compared to both start of something new and stick to the status quo which is which is something that i take into consideration because i hate like getting into a song and then it just ends so I, I I appreciate the longer songs um, and start of something new is just, you know, a classic. I yeah. had ha, you beat start of something new, except with uh, stick to the status quo, which I already have above it. But uh, definitely close behind start of something. New. It was very, it was very song. Oh, wait, I already have a beat. <laughs> it's very difficult for me when I uh, to do it. But just just uh, for personal reasons, just the love I have for stick to the status quo. I had to I know that a lot of people probably don't have this as, you know, one of their top ranked songs. And I just want to give it some appreciation. Yeah, we were we were mostly on the same page, except for your controversial fave being stick to the status quo <laughs> and mine being when there was me and you. Exactly. So let us know uh, as you guys are listening along what you think, if uh, you have a favorite of those two or what your rankings would be up to this point, or just, you know, wait till the end and give us the, um, you know, the whole movie, this one movie rankings, whatever you want to do. We'll take any feedback you want, uh, of course, on Twitter at Matt Ligori, at MattyFresh24, um, and we'll hope that you'll just keep listening along to uh, to part three to see how this thing ends, because nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure a bunch of first time watchers here that are actually going part by part and just watching this movie a half hour at a time and then (laughs) listening to us on the podcast and are at the edge of their seats wondering what's going to happen now. But yes, please, if every if other people do have rankings, which I'm sure they do, I love ranking things. I love looking at other people's rankings. So very, very much welcomed. Yes. So uh, that's it. I guess we can keep it kind of brief here um, that we did remember to do the song rankings at the end. That's the end of part two and, you know, part three coming right up. So um, these are already kind of I thought, you know, you, you know me, you know, I like to keep things under an hour if I can. These have not been under an hour, <laughs> but we'll let it slide. Listen, we're kind of close, but, you know, what are you going to do? There's so much to talk about here. You're going to be so surprised when you see it in your podcast feed and it's under an hour. You're going to be like, what did he cut? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be livid. 
All of <laughs> no. this is gold. You can't cut anything. <laughs> uh, Runtime right now. We're at three hours. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you see it, if it's only like an hour and 17 minutes, don't be surprised. No, actually, that's what we're at. Um, so that is it for this episode, right? Anything else on your end? Nope. You uh, already... You know, remember to plug our Twitter. So that, yes. that I, I was making sure to remember that, but you took care of it for me. So I, I've got nothing else. Sometimes when you remember it, you just got to do it before anybody exactly. forgets. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And uh, yeah, if we forgot anything, luckily we still have uh, seven. Nope. Uh, I guess eight technically more podcasts yeah. to go that will bring it back around like Miss Darbus's uh, paint bucket for the cell phones. Um, all right. So that's it. Thank you guys for checking out part two. Go ahead and press play on part three. We'll see you there.